This is the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast. Where we share perspectives on age-long and recent food cultures. It, it, it was an Eastern thing. By the way, it was called Agidi Jelof, not Jolof. And also not... analyze it through our own experiences and lenses. In fact, even if they put tomato in there, they won't stew by the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. And that's authentic The Nigerian them. Food Culture. Let's talk the culture of food. Welcome back to season two of the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast. I'm hi. excited. Yes, hi everyone. It's good to be back. You know, it's good to be back with you guys. I've I've been I've been cooking, eating, thinking about food, all the great things about Nigerian food. And I think we're going to share some of those things. Yes, we are. And, you know, there's been a lot that has happened, you know, since the last time, you know, we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot has actually happened in the markets. And I see a lot of evolution. So there's so much to talk about. There's a lot. This season is about to be <laughs> fire. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's our topic for today? Yes, um, something has been happening in Nigeria. And that's the term Jakwa. What's Jakwa? What Man, does I want to go. I want a Jakwa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jakwa is simply put an escapism from your reality, the reality which is maybe Nigeria in this case. Um, a lot of people are leaving to, I guess, find a different life. Yeah, for, for some people it's cool. For mm-hmm. some others it's work. Mm-hmm. Um, for some others it's actually, like you said, just to escape, yeah. you know, because uh, for many, they don't seem to see uh, hope in the horizon. So, you know, let's go to somewhere else. But um, but I think Jaqua is also, I mean, not to digress from your topic, but Jaqua is also very sta- life stage um, dependent. So I think if so. it's a younger um, family that's, you know, is yes. looking for an opportunity, maybe they just had kids, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking to move and then... I find that people that have retired are not as gingered to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, it's their reality in the sense that, look, um, Japa has with it a lot of adjustment, you know, right. to make, you know, when you get there, settle in, get a job and all of that. So, um, look, if, if you're already, you know, almost there in terms of retiring from your job or your business and you're thinking of relocating, uh, it does not hold the same attraction, you know, for older people. I, I, I do agree with you on that. Yeah. But so, then the, one of the important things when people move is food. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what we're going to discuss today. You know, Japa and the relationship with our food. You know, we, we are seeing a lot of gradual shift in the way, you know, we, we re, you know, the relocation mm-hmm. and the way it affects our culture and the relationship with our food. Okay. Um, I, for one, when I travel, you know, I w- always go with some food, you know. Why? There's African store. <laughs> no, but most. See, yeah, any, any country that has at least 20 Nigerians must have an African shop. I, I, I understand, but you know, Even there, Ghana. there are always certain considerations. You're looking at the financial cost. Some, you're looking at, would this specific ingredient be available in that African store? You're also considering the freshness. I mean, let me 
take um, afang, for instance. Mm-hmm. I always travel with dry afang, mm-hmm. which I have made myself. You know, it is still green and all of that. And of course, I find that, that the flavor still remains. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I buy from the African store, not buy, but when I find the one that um, Enang, you know, mm-hmm. your sister buys from the African store, the texture, the aroma, the color is not exactly the same. So yeah, those are some of the things that make us, you know, I mean, you, you have food to, from here. You have to, you have to take what you get, right? If and I think also maybe it's, you know how like okay, let me let me say this. You know how like when your grandmother mm-hmm. um, says, "Oh, this food is so fresh from the garden, from the farm, from wherever," versus when you live in Lagos and it's like, okay, you take what you can get. By the time you move abroad, that's a, another level of taking Ex- what you can exactly. get. Exactly. I was going to get to that mm-hmm. to say you have lived out for is it ten to twelve years? Yes. Okay. What was your experience? Just the first shock, if, if I could use the word, you know, in terms of um, what you found, what was available to eat and what you could find to buy in terms of ingredients to cook. So I think um, I'll break it into two spaces. When I, when I moved initially for myself, I wasn't very particular because a lot of soups were not necessarily my thing. I wasn't going out of my way to cook them. But if I had a craving for like a goosey soup, for example, I'd go to the African store. At the time I lived in Hamilton, Ontario, I'd go to the African store there and buy palm oil, buy a goosey. I mean, tomato and pepper you can mm-hmm. get from anywhere. Maybe Absolutely. not attache, but yes. at least you'll get bell pepper and substitute. So there were a lot of things to substitute with. And I quickly learned that spinach was a big substitute for every African soup. And kale, by the way. Well, kale at the time that I moved, which was about 2005, mm-hmm. wasn't very prominent for Africans to substitute with. Okay. So everybody was kind of focused on spinach. spinach. Um, so fast forward when I started Afro Lems. Um, at that point, it now became, okay, I have to almost recreate things that are as close to the original for clients mm-hmm. because it now it's for sale. Um, and people are looking for that authentic flavor that they're used to. So, for example, in this Afan case, for example, they wouldn't want the dry one. Yes. You know, that, that doesn't do it for them. So, at that point, I'm now trying to think, hmm, who's coming? Who can bring what? You know, but I think it depends on use case and it depends on how long you've been away. Um, those are some things that determine. But if you're just feeling nostalgic, you can make jello fries yeah. you, without even going to an African store. I know, uh-huh. I know. So. But you know, um, that was then. Mm-hmm. I think today we're finding a lot more ingredients. Mm-hmm. I, I think the list of ingredients has expanded yeah. with um, a lot of Nigerians, you know, japine mm-hmm. <laughs> to live abroad. Um, but, you know, how do you see the cost you know because you know when you want to eat Mm -hmm. nigerian food versus just eating what you find there which would be cheaper for that person i this is a jam question but (laughs) i wasn't i wasn't necessarily calculating the costs maybe from an exchange rate point of view versus i live here Mm -hmm. this is what it costs so yams for example were the most ridiculous Mm. i mean the price of yam whether or not it was exchange rates was ridiculous. Yeah. Why am I buy, why am I paying ten dollars for a tuba of yam yeah. that is really small? Mm-hmm. And if you start to look at it in the Nigerian context, that yam might be fi- one thousand five or two thousand yes. naira, and it's like ten dollars. I mean, I get it. Yam might be tricky to ship, mm-hmm. but 
in in that cost comparison with exchange rates, I feel like that's also a life stage conversation. Yeah. So as a student, you're not necessarily doing that cost. Mm-hmm. You live there, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But when you have just relocated with your family, you're now looking like, ha, <laughs> this plantain that I would have bought for 500 naira yes. now becomes, you know, some ridiculous When you price. dollarize it, you know, you dollarize you, it. it. That's, yes. that's the word. <laughs> um, but for me, I mean, like I said, the cost comparison seems like a life stage conversation, in okay. my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we're now talking about cooking at home. Mm-hmm. Let's switch to restaurant, okay. Nigerian restaurant. Yes, I know quite a few restaurants have, you know, come up in those places, uh, the US, Canada, the UK, of course, and all these other places, Portugal and mm-hmm. what have you. You know, did you ever, you know, eat in those restaurants and what was your um, experience? I, I spoke to somebody recently, uh, this re- as recent as just a few uh, weeks ago, and he still says that the kind of service you find in Nigerian restaurants outside of Nigeria is nothing to write home about. Is he right? Um, hmm, I think it depends. Um, so... Yes, I agree. Depending on where you <clears throat> let me let me let me think of the best way to phrase this without offending. In Nigeria or in Lagos, let me use Lagos for example. If you go to Surule, if you go to VI, yes. Yeah, it's in Nigerian food. Or let me say seafood okra because that seems yes. to be the the, fu- the plate <laughs> of food that travels. Mm-hmm. You eat seafood okra in Surule, you eat seafood okra in VI. Yes. Depending on who they're catering to on a daily basis is what determines what kind of service you're going to get. Wow. In the same way, if you go abroad, depending on what area that restaurant is, you're going to have, you know, a certain lower income, you know, group of people yes. in that area. Yes. And they frequent that space mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. I mean, people still will travel all the way. But guess what? In their daily reality, that's yes. what they're looking at. Yes. Which means... Mm, there's no need to be uppity. Is it not Amala? You want to come and buy, buy it and get out? <laughs> like they're not, they're not thinking about anything. You know, they're, they're not moved to to give quality service. Mm-hmm. Now imagine positioning that type of restaurant beside a Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Yes. Of course, at that point, when you see the lineup to enter Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, <laughs> and you are now still slacking, and you're paying higher rent. Yes. Because those yes. would be motivating factors mm-hmm. as well. You're, there, it's costing you more to be there. Yeah. You're going to invest in everything else. And also, there's a knowledge gap as well. True. Um, most people, in the way they left the country, um, they may not have had, obviously, hospitality experience True. or any training of any kind. This was more a survival thing for them. So they set up these businesses to survive, yeah. which means if you're operating from a place of survival, not change. Yes. You're going to you're going to just service will be shabby, Absolutely. food will be yeah. Some days is great, some days yeah. okay. Just take it and get out. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I said, yeah. I mean, question of standards and processes have not been well articulated and put because in it place. doesn't it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you're setting up something for survival, just bring the revenue. Let me move. On, I know. You know? I they're know. not trying to change. Or oh, how do people perceive, perceive Nigerian, Nigerian food? food? Nope. They're not trying to do that. So yeah. Okay. But I I, I think it's something that can be improved on. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we as we look forward to you know selling mm-hmm. Nigeria, you know beyond our shores. Of 
course using our food um, I think people out there should actually do the needful if I could yeah, say but to then until to, they to, have that information what's needful oh, are well, they really you know doing? I mean look what I'm saying is that today there's so much information on the internet mm-hmm. the way our food is the way we want it presented and the dream about selling our foods outside the shores of Nigeria I mean we're not selling those foods just for Nigerians mm-hmm. you know we are hoping that other cultures would walk in into a restaurant in Portugal mm-hmm. and you know enjoy eating mm-hmm. Nigerian food so I mean it's just an appeal so to speak you know but, um, but I, I think with a little bit of effort we can you know yeah, people but beyond can appeal I think that the next few steps would be to have I, I, I don't I don't even know who the who the people would be I don't want to say the ambassadors mm-hmm. you know that's that's international relationship mm-hmm. you know those agents there where they go to these spaces and encourage them somewhat yeah. right yeah if you go to I mean I know that we're all scattered everywhere in the world but if you go to these places encourage them and give them access to certain things that yes. maybe on their own they may not find mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just that people don't know where to look I know yes you can say that information is online but you know they <laughs> I don't know how to find it so it's being deliberate with the people that are interested in pushing our food forward okay. right so yeah that's okay. what I think okay um, still tapping on your experience mm-hmm. what top five meals do mm-hmm. you think somebody that has just jackpot can cook without necessarily going to an African store because you know sometimes the distance between where you live mm-hmm. and and the African store could be quite mm-hmm. you know some distance mm-hmm. and so whatever ingredient you find there mm-hmm. that is available you then make something close to what you were used to at home mm-hmm. so you said jollof rice one mm-hmm. I would say stew yeah, is the next one stew, stew. Uh-huh. what else Ah, a lot of this is going to be centered around rice. <laughs> but okay, so let me say jello fries, rice and stew, maybe um fried rice. Yes, fried rice, absolutely. Um, then I want to say something with plantain. Dodo. I, th- I yeah. think plantain is in plantain most big egg. stores. Mm, yes. Dodo and egg. Dodo and egg sauce. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be there. And what else? Um maybe some okra soup, but maybe of course, uh, without palm oil. Yeah, yes. yes. And I was trying to avoid anything with palm oil. I was going to go even towards snacks and say chinchin <laughs> and cheats that way. But um, anything that doesn't have palm oil, unless you're deliberately trying to avoid yes. palm oil, you can recreate. Mm-hmm. Um, you have plantains, you have vegetables, yes. you have tomatoes, peppers. Um, so yeah, most sauces, yes, you can. But the deep things that require... Flavors, spices. Yeah. You just have to go to the African you have to store go that way. Okay. <laughs> I think on the last note, uh, from you know, still borrowing on your experience, and absolutely as a food blogger, I see this happening where I'm seeing a lot of transportation of cooked foods mm-hmm. from Nigeria abroad. Mm. What, what's your thought on mm. that? What's your own thought on it? <laughs> um, well, for me, I think first of all, I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know how well mm. the food travels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if um, it's still happening, then it means it's traveling, it's traveling well. Um, but I mean, I, I really don't know whether you want to take that trouble to do that. I mean, why don't you go to the African store, buy the ingredients locally, 
these recipes are available everywhere but i do understand that sometimes people just don't have the time uh but wouldn't they rather go I don't to know that is about time or well, they want to get authentic flavors I from nigeria it is. i think that's what it is so believe it or not people on this side of the world are asking people when they go to london to bring mcdonald's for them wow <laughs> right it's only because you know okay this is a predicted taste in my head yeah and i want to have it it's not because we don't have places that sell burgers and fries mm-hmm. here is that they want mcdonald's yeah. specifically so if somebody is asking you to bring um or father stew yes the only reason why is because they want to taste that of Adarem or how they call it. It's just, yeah, they don't they don't want to mess up. They know they can cook it. Yeah. A lot of these things are available now. They know they can. But they want somebody else. I mean, think about um, Toby Smith yes. in Houston. Yes. Now, in the places he's shipping to, it's not because those people don't have access to Nigerian True. ingredients. True. Even within Houston. I mean, after all, he's going to the store to go and mm-hmm, make it. Mm-hmm. But it's still back to this thing of, ah, this person, I've tasted their stew. Or they've not tasted, they've heard reviews. Yes. I want to taste this particular one. Mm-hmm. So that's it. They, they they just want, as it came from the pot, like this hot and sizzling, <laughs> freeze it. The flavor will stay. Don't worry. If it's freezer one, don't worry. Freeze it and send it to me. I want to have that, you know. And I, I think a lot of people that do the shipping have developed sophisticated cold chains yes. to have the food travel. Um, I, I think I remember one time someone was telling us, just somebody that wasn't shipping food but they had carried food on their journey but then they I think by the time they got to customs the soup was bubbly oh my goodness <laughs> because they didn't freeze it properly, properly. Yes. you know so um and figuring some of these things out I guess people still have what their preferences are True. um and as long as people are shipping these things in a safe way I'm all for it okay I think um well if for those thinking of japine so you you have it there that um, you can actually source a lot of the ingredients wherever you are, and if by chance you've not just you've not yet adjusted and you don't really know where those African stores are, you can always fall back on your jollof rice and stew, <laughs> your, your jollof rice stew, dodo, fried rice, fried rice, egg um, sauce, egg sauce <laughs> and dodo, or egg sauce and potatoes. Yes. Um, and what else did we? Uh, I think we said oilless okra. Oilless so okra, mm-hmm. you know, so because you, the Indian community would have okra, okra for sure. So absolutely. at least go there, you'll find some. And of those then people. you know, after that, by that time, I guess you would have settled in properly, and you can then locate where the African store <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, and it's, cook yeah, at one, home. yeah, one Google search away from it. To be honest, absolutely, yes, yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Um, yeah. No, you want to close out? Yeah. So that was it uh, for this episode. Um, I am equal. Uko of 1Q Food Platter and I'm Atemuko of AfroLems. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast.